0: Hello, this is Art Cole from Spirit and Truth Worship Center, and I'm going to be talking today about the character of Jesus. It's going to be a unique perspective. I'm going to be looking at the 12 disciples and Jesus' selection of them, and each one of them has a unique character trait that I'm hoping to relate to you today. I want to open with Matthew Chapter 9, verses 35-38, through I'm reading in the English Standard Version. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom of healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. You may be asking, Lord, I need to be led by you so that I can be like-minded with you and that I can bless your kingdom and be a blessing. The most clearest direction I can find for what being more like Jesus looks like is to study the ones that he had handpicked to be his students, his followers, and the backbone of the church age as we now live in. The 12 apostles and disciples represent the 12 fundamental aspects that embody God's divine nature. Although this is not an exhaustive study of each one of the disciples, I hope this basic overview will help give you the framework to live by and help build a foundation to establish and nurture Christ-like character traits in each one of you. Let's take a brief look at each disciple and some Bible passages that help encapsulate their dominant traits. First I want to take a look here at Peter. Peter is known by the word faith. He represents faith in our ability to perceive God's power regardless of the circumstances or evidence. I love the passage in Hebrews chapter 11 here at the beginning of that book that outlines faith. It says here, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And in verse 6 it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Peter was known to have God-like faith. Next I want to take a look here at John John represents love, our power to know and feel oneness with others. It's our ability to have compassion or to feel the needs and the wants and the desires and the hurts of others. I'm reading here from 1 Corinthians thirteen four through 7 Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it does not keep record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Such a beautiful passage. And I really love this passage that talks about John and his power that he has within him that God put there to feel others hurts others others pain other situations and just like John we need to do the same the next is Andrew Andrew represents strength and our capacity for endurance courage and confidence passage in Isaiah forty twenty nine through 31 reads he gives power to the faint and to him that has no might he increases strength Even youth shall faint and be weary, but young men and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Amen. Philip is the next, and Philip represents power, our ability to transfer energy from heaven to earth. It's important that we understand that we can tap into God's power. Psalm 67, verse 1 and 2 reads, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. Selah, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. God's power works through us. Not so that we can get fame, not that so we can get exaltation, not that so our name can be known. God works his power through us so that people can be saved, so people that can can know God, so people can find God. God uses us to display his power of love, grace, and healing. James is known for discernment. James, the son of Zebedee, represents judgment uh, and discernment. Our ability or our faculty to make good decisions and to discern. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect It is so important that we are able to discriminate between, is this from me? Is this from the enemy? Is this coming from God? Is this coming from others around me? Is it a human spirit? Is this God's spirit? Or is this the spirit of the world? That discernment, that ability to make a good decision is something that's God-given. And God saw that in James and I'm so excited about these folks that we're looking at right now and their character trait, their dominant character trait. Next is Bartholomew. He was known and represents imagination, our conceiving faculty. Now I'm a designer, so I I, I dove into this a little bit and I want to study it some more. But Bartholomew, this scripture just leapt out at me. Proverbs 4 and 7, it says, The beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. It's, or another passage of this or another version says, get understanding. It's so important that we weigh out our ideas with God's wisdom and God will, through his spirit, cause us to, uh, to, to forego a lot of difficult situations when we invite him into the process Bartholomew had this innate ability in him to, to come up with ideas and conceive a, a path that was that was beneficial to strategize. And it's so awesome to be creative, but we need to understand in the kingdom of God, we, we tie in our creative with his wisdom, and that combination brings apart such a great, uh, impasse to see God's will be done here on earth. So I'm excited about Bar- Bartholomew and his uh, imagination trait. Next is Thomas. Thomas represents understanding, our faculty to make our knowledge ripen into wisdom. Psalms 19, verses 1, 130, says, The unfolding of your words give light, it imparts understanding to the simple. It's so important to know that God's word gives light. God's word is powerful. It imparts to all the way from the most knowledgeable people to the most simple, barely growing Christians that have just come to the Lord, that are newly planted. It will give so much understanding to every type of person out there, every Christ follower has the ability to gain understanding. Amen. And to go further in that, to ripen it into wisdom. Praise God. Matthew represents the will, the will. It's our executive power. It's that drive within us that causes us to choose going this way or that way. This trait allows us to direct and activate the decisions we have made psalms 143 and verse 10 says teach me to do your will for you are my god let your good spirit lead me on level ground i love this passage the very end of it just communicates so much to me let your spirit lead me on level ground such a powerful passage Take that scripture, read that, and pray, God, lead me on level ground. God, impact my will, my executive power, the area in me where I direct and activate the decisions I need to make. The next is James. James, the son of Alphaeus, represents order, our power to establish the right sequence the right patterns, the right paths, the right harmony and balance. Romans 12 verses 15 and 16, I'm reading from the Amplified, says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. That means to share in others' joy. And weep with those who weep. That means sharing in others' grief as well. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty. This means don't be conceited. Don't be self-important. And an important other word here is don't be exclusive, but associate with humble people. Humble people in this passage means those with a realistic self-view. Do not overestimate yourself. The Amplified is so powerful when you take some of these scriptures that are in the epistles and they just break them down in today's language so powerfully. I love this. Our order... Our ability and our power to establish harmony and balance in our life. God can do that through us with his spirit. Simon represents zeal. Zeal is our power to become interested and generate enthusiasm, be motivated, and build that motivation up to an intense level. This is good. This is good to have zeal. Isaiah 42 verse 13 in the ESV says, The Lord goes out like a mighty man. Like a man of war, he stirs up his zeal. He cries out. He shouts aloud. He shows himself mighty against his foes. You know what? There's nothing more powerful than knowing that our God can get into a mode get into a place get into a position where he gets into this zeal moment and these zeal places and that's where he goes and fights on our behalf the enemy we can do this as well on prayer on in prayer on our knees and in in Uh, uh, praying and interceding, we can also become zealous. We can also generate enthusiasm and motivation and intensity in our prayer. But we can also do it with a great cheerful, happy attitude, we can bring that zealous part of our spirit, our joy to serve the Lord, our thankfulness to God that can emanate through our face, our expressions, how we talk to people. So I'm excited about Simon and his, that he was, had the zeal of the Lord and God saw that in him. Next is uh, Thaddeus and Thaddeus represents Elimination, or the the more modern word is filtering, our faculty to release false beliefs and thoughts that are not for our highest good. Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We need to practice Thaddeus type filtering in our life. What I mean is we need to lay aside things that are going to trip us up. They're going to weigh us down. They're going to cause us not to see the right way. Not to talk the right way. Not to hear the right way. And especially not to think the right way. We need to lay aside those false beliefs those f- those those false teachings we need to lay aside the 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 things that trip us up from our past and and from our present and we need to reach for that highest good amen that thing that god places in us deep down within us his spirit and that we need to tap into that and we need to run this race with endurance <clears throat> judas means life this for some reason judas is last in this list but his representation of the word life it man it just got me i just i just had to dive into that a little bit because judas of course you know is the one that portrayed jesus that took the 30 pieces of silver and that took that money and gave up and and where Jesus was hiding out, he pointed out who the Lord was to the uh, Sanhedrin. He pointed out who they were to the leaders, to the Roman guards that were with the Jewish rulers and and he betrayed the Lord. And I looked at his name and his name means it's the energy that propels everything within us. His name means and portrays and is the trait of life God did not I believe this with all my heart God did not choose Judas because he was going to betray the Lord God chose Judas because his life represents his name and his trait is dominant trait is life he had the ability to speak life into things John 1 and 4 says the word gave life to everything that was created and his light brought life to everyone. Speaking of the Lord, Judas being described as having the divine nature of life was very compelling and confusing at first. But I want to be honest here. I was talking about this with my son, Joshua, who's studying in a Bible college right now. And he, he offered an explanation to this. He told me that Lucifer, as well, was an angel of light, and that Lucifer was one of the three archangels, and he was a worshiper. In fact, in heaven, he led worship and the praise unto God. But Lucifer became corrupted by pride, greed, and power. Yet he was created by God for a purpose. Lucifer's purpose was to conduct praise in heaven and to worship unto God Almighty. Although God has a divine purpose for all of us, there comes a time for all of us to choose the right path. We see that Jesus saw something redeemable in Judas. God saw something inside him that was good, yet in the end Jesus could not overcome the temptation of greed. And although he could have came back to Jesus and been forgiven, he did not. See, we have these two different extreme paths in our life. We have life and we have death. We have sin and we have obedience. We all have a purpose. That purpose that God saw fit to place in each side, each and every one of us. He has given each of us through faith, enough faith to find our purpose. We all have a choice to make each and every day. And my prayer for you is that you choose God. Let go of the past. Let go of the labels that limit you and grab onto God and He will start to shape you and shape your character so that you can become a beacon of joy, of hope, and love that I know you can be. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.